You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Here we're on a Wednesday, a little bit of a delayed edition. We had to take care of uh, some news there at Sporting News with Aaron Rodgers in the press conference. But we had an odd end end to catch up on here on Locked On Fantasy Football. We were doing a series there looking at the camp battles, the the offense coordinator changes, then we chimed in with the Aaron Rodgers uh, check-in in training camp for the Packers, the fallout of that. Well, we got to examine the fallout of one top fantasy football receiver. He's been a first-round pick for several years here, uh, dropped off last year, Michael Thomas of the Saints. So we're going to examine Michael Thomas having that ankle injury, had surgery there in June, is expected to be out six to eight weeks at a minimum here recovering. So definitely a big injury we want to talk about in fantasy football that kind of continues to change the landscape of wide receiver in fantasy football this season. So we'll get into that and take a deep dive. We'll look at Michael Thomas's outlook first, then we'll look at the impact on the other skill position players. And then finally, See what that does to the quarterback competition between uh, Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. So, three-layered approach to breaking down things for the Michael Thomas injury, but everything in fantasy football is a big trickle-down, and we'll break that down for you here. I do have to remind you, tomorrow is the NBA Draft, and you've got to check out our live NBA Draft show. NBA Draft GOAT, Chad Ford, Locked On NBA Draft host Raphael Barlow, and Locked On NBA host John Corrales will be live this year covering the NBA Draft. It's Locked On NBA Draft 2021, brought to you by Built Bar. Get local expert analysis on each pick. Follow Locked On NBA on YouTube today and watch our live coverage on July 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. All right, let's uh, talk fantasy football here on LOFF. And Michael Thomas, yeah, this was a pretty big bombshell here dropped. Uh, He's 20 years old, so we know what happened to Michael Thomas last year. He was as durable as they come. He was a machine there. Think about what he did in 2019. He played in all 16 games. That was the third straight full season here for Michael Thomas. 149 catches on 185 targets. Led the league with those 149 grabs. 1,725 yards to lead the league. 107 point yards per game as well with that. And a very healthy 9 TDs. In fact, he started uh, their three out of his first four seasons, nine TDs, as consistent they come, and then he had that massive spike. He had the 104 catches, 125, 149. So we were looking for big things from Michael Thomas last year. What happened? He had an ankle injury. There was an issue with him getting on the field for the team. Here he ended up playing in only seven games, so less than half the season. He had 55 targets for 40 catches, 430 yards, did not find the end zone at all in those uh, seven games. So really disappointing there when you look. He was in and out of two games there, really, so only five starts. So when you look overall, you double that out a little bit more, it would have fallen well short of uh, what Michael Thomas averages. We know that he was lingering with the ankle injury and really affected his play. So may not be a shock to anyone that Michael Thomas is starting 
this year on the active uh, physically unable to perform list for the Saints. So six to eight weeks is a pretty a big recovery, and this means multiple weeks could be missed by Michael Thomas during the regular season. So you go back and you say it was in June, you go, we're in July now, so that's about a good four weeks, so four more weeks, uh, maybe go August, but I think really looking at the timeline starting now in training camp, so... He definitely had issues returning last year, may have come back too early, was frustrated about this injury. Now he's caused a bigger problem where it's lingered in to the following season, even after he was done with the season in the playoffs there early against the Buccaneers. So this is a big concern here. We know these type of injuries are hard to shake as a receiver. He's at a high volume here with Drew Brees over three big seasons, so maybe some of the wear caught up to him. There last year, I mean, just massive amount of unprecedented targets we've seen as a short to intermediate receiver for the most part. His uh, yards per catch, by the way, dropped to 11.0. That was a career low. He's always been that type of receiver. He's never going to be that field-stretching home run hitter, but certainly he's a very good route runner, pivots, gets open very well. So this is a concern. The ankle has to be right for him to produce here. So, yeah, so 6-8 to eight was the recovery. So... Really, everyone is expecting him to miss time. Now, here's the problem with potential Michael Thomas returning in the first month. They do have a bye week in week six, so they cannot uh, have him back before then. And the the pup list is always uh, difficult here. So it's uh, the potential for sure. If he's on it now and if he gets on the regular season, then he cannot play there. So it would be pretty bad there. So you would have to miss uh, the first five weeks, probably week seven as well, if that uh, progresses here in that sense. So so Michael Thomas, again, very precise route runner, has to cut perfectly. This is true for all elite receivers, but particularly for him because he can't just blow by people with the speed. He has nice size, but not that dominant size at 6'3", He's very big, but not a guy that can just go up and get the ball and use his physicality in another way. To make the plays, he has to be precise working those short to intermediate routes to catch passes. And now, on top of that, he's not going to be catching passes from Drew Brees. So that definitely affects how Michael Thomas could perform as well because you're worried about James Winston, who really didn't play last year, had a little bit of a flash there throwing some passes, but did not even get a chance. It was mainly Taysom Hill, and Taysom Hill didn't really get on the field much with Thomas as a regular quarterback because of the injury. So... He needed this time to connect with Winston and Hill, and now that's lost. So we're not sure exactly how he's going to develop that chemistry to trust him there. So I would not be surprised right now if you look at the whole September being wiped out for Michael Thomas. Again, we didn't think it was going to carry into the summer. Now that it has, you know it's an issue that's not going to necessarily go away so easily here. So again, I would expect Michael Thomas to miss serious time here in uh, 2021 and again serious time we don't think it's a lot but early in the season those critical weeks getting back a little later having a nagging issue that could really affect uh, the way Michael Thomas goes down and let's look at where he's gone in the rankings speaking of going down there 33 is his rank in half point PPR leagues and that's his bread and butter keep that in mind he's dropped 20 spots so he was up at number 13 right out of the wide receiver one conversation, wide receiver one, wide receiver two, borderline. Now he's dropped down, all the way down to wide receiver three borderline consideration. And again, missed time 
is huge in fantasy football. We know how big of a bust he was last year because of that. I mean, he was one thing that you could seem to count on, right? He was going to show up every week, get his high volume, get his catches. He was going to be super efficient for Drew Brees with his catch rate and produce. But then he didn't stay healthy. And what do you have now is Michael Thomas dropping all the way again to number 33. Consensus expert rankings on fantasy pros and half-point PPR. A drop of nearly two rounds of his uh, selection there in relation to the wide receivers. You look at uh, Robbie Anderson and Tyler Boyd. Those are the receivers around Michael Thomas at this point. I think I look at a few guys after him. Debo Samuel at 35 would be intrigued by him. Brandon Cooks at 37 being the clear go-to guy for the Texans. Jerry Judy. I think about that as the cutoff. But Michael Thomas dropping that far, I mean, there is a serious concern. That tells you the industry is certainly concerned. They want to go for the younger receivers with higher big play upside. That includes Cortland Sutton, Chase Claypool, DJ Chark. Those guys are 28 through 30 on the list there. And Odell Beckham Jr. is at 27. So all these receivers have a little bit more confidence among the fantasy football industry. And in drafts right now with Michael Thomas and his uh, value. So it's very concerning for sure. And a guy that I might sneak on my do not draft list. We'll see if this continues to go in this direction with the big quarterback change in this offense and maybe the run-heavy nature of what the Saints want to do then it's uh, not going to be a good development continued there for Michael Thomas after a highly disappointed and very frustrating their 2020 season. It continues here, those vibes, into 2021. Before we uh, break down uh, what this means for the other offensive skill players and their uh, passing attack here in New Orleans, i got to remind you again about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season, we know, is in the second half, full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news and information for your sporting needs, including the odds there for the MLB games and upcoming for NFL games, futures and props as well. NBA and NHL are taking a break after crowning their champions, the Bucks and Lightning, but we know there's some futures you can look at as well as the NBA draft. And Make sure you go to Bet Online for also your UFC MMA action needs. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device to check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in, in on the game as teams continue their stretch run for the postseason. Again, preseason games here to bet on here soon. Head to the website or use a mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do is enter the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We'll be right back here to break down how this uh, Michael Thomas injury will affect the pecking order of the Saints receiving corps here in 2021. All right, let's continue the show. Michael Thomas, again, the outlook looks pretty bleak as an individual fantasy football asset here, especially in half-point and full-point PPR formats in standard. I don't know if it affects him as much, but still... A guy that uh, is dropping on your list quickly with all the wide receiver talent that's there over the top 36 for wide receiver 1, 2, 3 this season. Now, Traquan Smith was the first guy kind of buzzing when Michael Thomas got hurt. But we know Michael Thomas was on the shelf last year. And we didn't really see a lot from Traquan and this uh, Saints offense there in the passing game. They kind of embraced that run-heavy approach here. Taysom Hill was in there. Drew Brees was battling through something here. So, yeah, look at the numbers overall for Traquan, and this is why we weren't that hot on him as a potential breakout player here, even as the number two playing off Michael Thomas. It just 
wasn't pretty. Only uh, 50 targets there in uh, 10 starts. 34 catches, 448 yards, four TDs only here. And uh, a big part of their offense is missing is Jared Cook. He had a 37 catches on 60 targets, 504 yards, and seven TDs last year. So a lot of their production was by committee. We also know that Emmanuel Sanders has vacated some targets here as he moves on to the Bills. So he caught 61 balls for 82 targets, 726 yards, and five touchdowns. So a lot of Emmanuel Sanders. Traquan would seem to have an opportunity here, especially with Sanders and Cook gone, but you also have some other weapons that the Saints like here. Deontay Harris, he's been a nice cog that they've liked in their offense. A little bit limited uh, in expanding from the return game, but certainly has some potential. Caught to 20 passes on 25 targets, 106 yards and a TD last year. You also look at Marquez Callaway. They might be more excited about him. 21 catches, 27 targets last year, 213. So very similar production between those two guys, but one of those guys could be trusted a little bit more here. And because of this uh, concern with Michael Thomas' injury and the experience uh, depth behind him, they added Chris Hogan. Remember him? He went off to go try professional lacrosse in between time with the Patriots and now with the Saints in camp. He was over there with the Panthers. So Chris Hogan back in the mix. And you know Chris Hogan's more of a swing receiver, can be in the slot, be on the outside. They just were desperate for depth and someone who could pick up the offense on a rather expedited basis. So Hogan is in there as insur- further insurance there for Michael Thomas. So certainly opens the door for Smith, Callaway, or Harris to have a bigger role. Hogan to maybe resurrect things here. There's not a lot that I would trust beyond those receivers. You have Kawan Baker, Juwan Johnson, little Jordan Humphrey. Jake Lampman is in camp now as well. A guy named Jalen McCleskey and Aesop Winston there. So just an interesting mix of receivers. It does not scream reliability here without Michael Thomas. So where do we go? Well, two things that are going to happen here. The running game. We know they leaned a lot on the running game, and Taysom Hill is going to be involved even if James Winston is a starter. So a lot more Alvin Kamara. He had a monster year last year. Him and Latavius Murray carrying the ball a little bit more. They leaned to Murray using him more on the ground in away games. For Alvin Kamara, it doesn't matter where he's at. They're going to get the ball in his hands as a receiver. So you know with either Winston or Hill, whether it's the checkdowns or Hill uh, – Dumping it off, playing off the running game, his own running ability. Alvin Kamara is going to be the centerpiece of this offense and just dominate as a touch guy here for the Saints. So look at Alvin Kamara from last year. He was targeted 117 times, caught 83 balls, so jumped up from that usual 81 reception mark, 756 and 5. That would be great numbers by itself, but then you add the 187 attempts for 932 yards and 16 TDs. Pretty healthy amount of attempts for Latavius Murray, 146 with 656 yards and 14. So they got 20 rushing touchdowns. They're out of those guys, uh, nearly 1,600 yards rushing. So that's where this team is going to lean. Taysom Hill gave them another 457 and 8. So they were just a team that destroyed it on the ground last year with that trio. And I think that philosophy won't change. They'll just have maybe more wrinkles for Hill when he gets in there if Winston ends up being the starter. So, man. Kamara definitely is going to see that big, usual role as a receiver, maybe even expand there. And also they'll lean on him and Murray more as running backs to adjust to the situation in the passing game without Thomas. Now the other guy that's going to be a big beneficiary here got to be uh, Adam Troutman, the second-year tight end of Dayton. Remember, they traded up to get him last year, just a little bit of a flash there, but showed something, 15 receptions on 16 targets, so highly efficient, 171 yards, 
11.4 yards per catch and a TD. So pretty nice there behind Jared Cook when he hardly played. You also have Josh Hill in the mix last year, who's not there. So right now, Troutman doesn't have uh, competition from carryover guys. It's Nick Vanette is the next best tight end and Garrett Griffin. So Troutman can really dominate because, like Michael Thomas, he can be a key short to intermediate target. That's what he could do. And he's also special at stretching the field. So Troutman, you look at him, classic tight end size, 6'5", 255. With Thomas gone, opportunity is going to knock for him at tight end to be a big part, especially after losing Cook. So vacated targets. We were hoping that uh, some of these other guys could step up and help replace Sanders there at wideout. But clearly the direct path to filling in for Jared Cook's production, especially with Thomas out, is Adam Troutman, a high upside second-year tight end. Very good athlete. Can go up and get the ball get open with great hands as we saw last year in limited playing time for the Saints. So Kamara way up here. We're looking at him having a bigger role in this offense. I mean, there's not much more for Alvin Kamara to go. He's clearly the top tier with Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, and, and Derrick Henry in a half point and full point PPR lean a little bit toward, toward him. Let's look at the then again, what happened to Adam Troutman? He's slowly climbing up. I still think he's undervalued. Number 21 there. I'd rather have him than guys like Evan Ingram, Hunter Henry, Rob Gronkowski, Blake Jarwin, Austin Hooper. Guys in a crowd. This is the ranking 21. It's way behind some of those guys that could have bigger roles. So I would put him more with Irv Smith and Jonah Smith and borderline uh, tight end one, tight end two uh, range here. That's how much I think the Saints will lean on Troutman. Regardless, if uh, Michael Thomas was healthy and they needed a clear number two target, or really number three behind Kamara, and I think he would stand out a little bit more than those receivers anyway because of a special skill set. And we know the Saints, their history going back to Jimmy Graham, they want to showcase the tight end, uh, stretch the field down the seams here for Sean Payton's offense. So excited about the possibilities there around Michael Thomas, and you have to exploit those here in uh, fantasy football in 2021. We'll finally get into uh, how this affects uh, Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill and their potential here this season without Michael Thomas. We'll break that down for you in the final segment. But I do have to tell you more about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. What's your favorite Built Bar flavor? It's really hard to decide. Their nine core flavors are tremendous. They include coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There's something for everyone. For me, what's my favorite built bar? Well, I've talked about a lot here, but I like the mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. I'm more of a chocolate guy than a fruit guy, but if you're a fruit guy or nut guy or a gal, you're going to love uh, built a bar there for you. They're all covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. The only way to find out what your favorite built bar flavor is is to try as many as you can in a mix box where you can get nine flavors to each there. Most of the Bilt Bars there are amazing in flavor and they're all healthy for you here. 17 to 18 grams protein, only 130 to 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams sugar, only 4 to 5 grams net carbs in each Bilt Bar. So best tasting and super healthy for you. Nine amazing flavors, all healthy, all tasty. Order today and get whatever you like. All of one flavor. Mix box, it doesn't matter. Take advantage there at BuiltBar.com. All you have to do is go to BuiltBar.com use the promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your first order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. We'll be right back here to close the show looking at the Saints quarterback situation affected by Michael Thomas's injury. All right. 
So the battle rages on here in training camp. That's the big story now with Michael Thomas out of action for a while. Who will start a quarterback for the Saints in the post-Drew Brees era here? Uh, Brees retired, has his own gig here. Jameis Winston right now in the fantasy football expert consensus rankings on fantasy pros is ranked 29. Taysom Hill is 31. So that kind of tells you uh, people are not quite sure the direction the Saints are going to go. Are they going to go with Winston on early downs when they throw down field? And then Taysom Hill is a wrinkle change of pace. So early series to Winston, then Taysom Hill comes in. Do they go straight up hybrid model by situation and by down if they need to throw... On third down, Jameis Winston's the guy, second and long, he has to be in the game. Or does Taysom Hill uh, kind of uh, come in and stay in those situations, mix it up between the two of them? So a lot of mystery on exactly how Sean Payton's going to use these two quarterbacks. I know they've committed quite a bit of money to Hill, but they also paid Winston a little bit more. Coincidentally, they sandwich uh, Jared Goff in the rankings now, so not a lot of uh, interest at all in Jared Goff's. But Winston and Hill... We know if someone is a regular starter in this offense, there are some pieces to work with here. As you might expect, I think the guy that's going to be hurt a lot more if he competes for this job or if he gets in there to start the job, there is a James Winston. He's just a downfield thrower. He likes to target someone specifically. I think he, with his tight end history, going back to O.J. Howard and Cameron Braid in Tampa, is going to be focused a lot in on Troutman, I think. There, I think you'll get those wide receivers involved, but not a lot of trust here between Winston, Smith, and Callaway and Harris quite yet. I mean, there's some from last season's practices and all that, but clearly the chemistry is still developing there. You can start fresh here with Troutman being his type of go-to guy in the middle of the field. So Winston's going to adjust his game. He's not going to be that chucker downfield taking all the chances that we saw. So he needs to be more calculated with the throws, and I think that's what really hurts not having Thomas out there with Troutman, but Troutman should also benefit and see more targets should Winston be more something resembling a regular starter here in the Saints offense. Now, Taysom Hill, we know what it's going to be when he's in there, and this could force the Saints, without Michael Thomas, seeing the receiving shortage here, not having a lot to trust there, to use the double tight end sets, maybe getting Nick Vanette without there with Adam Troutman, use their great offensive line, use the combination of Hill's running and... Uh, Kamara's change of pace running, catching passes, short ones out of the backfield. And Latavius Murray's more between the tackles type of power running when the elements come in to really move the ball here in 2021. So, again, they probably were leaning this way anyway to be a run-heavy team, but now they're probably going to go more that direction. That obviously benefits Hill more than Winston and his chances of being out there as the regular quarterback. So a lot of things to be determined with his passing game. So Michael Thomas, to that degree, is a big blow as they try to figure things out between Winston Hill and the usage there for Sean Payton. So yeah, however you look at it, not good for Michael Thomas. It does help a couple Saints, uh, namely uh, Kamara and Troutman and Murray, but everything else with his offense hindered a lot because Thomas's presence, he can demand double teams there. These young receivers not capable of necessarily working themselves open as much. So you have a little bit more flexibility in coverages. That can contain some things downfield if they're trying to stretch it to one of these wide receivers. So again, intermediate passing game still be a big part of the Saints do. It just becomes bigger. It goes to different players. And the running game lean should uh, be prompted more. I would not be surprised if this is the run heaviest team in the NFL that doesn't have a traditional running quarterback unless Hill's in there. So... Something to watch with the Saints. They're going to have to protect their defense, play that way, 
And again, if you thought they're going to light it up the way they did with Breeze anyway, that wasn't going to happen, whether it's Winston or Hill. Now it's certainly not going to happen without Thomas in the mix. All right, so there you have it, a breakdown of the Michael Thomas injury, the aftershocks of that, including Michael Thomas's individual value, but that of the supporting Saints and the upside of the Saints offense as a whole. Now, that uh, wraps up this edition. We do also have to look at the big injury in Los Angeles that we'll get to. So we'll break down Cam Akers there for you, kind of uh, see how we think that Rams new backfield battle is going to develop here without Akers. Uh, tough blow there. We had him as our number one second-year sleeper to really think to have a big breakout season as an RB1. So we'll break that down for you. That is a devastating injury for sure for fantasy football, just like this one with Michael Thomas. Betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's Lock of the Day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. This has been another edition of Lockdown Fantasy Football. Thanks so much for listening. This has been Vinny I breaking down the Saints injury to Michael Thomas. We'll be back tomorrow with a look at the Rams and their backfield without Cam Akers.